This podcast is brought to you by Brisk Languages, and it has the purpose of helping you improve your listening skills. Hello guys, how are you? Good evening, my name is Marta, and today I'm gonna talk about microaggressions. And this might be a new word, for some of us who probably have some kind of privileges or it can be part of your daily life. So I think this is something to be understood, not only the word, but mostly the behaviors behind it. And this is something we need to understand and mostly we need to stop doing them or live in a world that we don't have to deal with them or actually make them, to be honest with you. So microaggressions are the everyday indignities, insults, put-downs, invalidations that people of color, women, LGBT population, or those who are marginalized uh, by any means, experience in their day-to-day interactions. And normally, these microaggressions, they come from well-intentioned individuals, people who are unaware that they are engaging in an offensive or demeaning form of behavior, but they still do it, all right? This is the point. Microaggressions, they can be intentional and unintentional and are based on biases. They are either conscious or unconscious, but they they have a, um, a stereotype of some kind. And normally, they are associated with our race, our religion or belief, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender, and even disability. So it is important that we understand the forms of microaggressions that exist. Um, we have nonverbal, verbal, or environmental uh, microaggressions. A nonverbal form uh, would be when someone enters the subway and the only seats available are the ones next to black passengers, people of color. So it's, for example, when a white woman uh, holds tight, clutches her bag when entering an elevator with a black person in it. Or, um, for example, when someone uh, crosses the street just because a person of color uh, is walking on the same sidewalk as you. It's a non-verbal communication because uh, people are perceived as dangerous just because of their skin color, for example, and This leads to an attitude, leads to an action. There are no words involved, so that's why it's nonverbal. A verbal microaggression is when, for example, an Asian American person is complimented for speaking perfect English, but this would be actually their first language. Or when a black student is complimented by uh, his teacher for being very articulate, And these are actually intended as compliments. Note that microaggressions can come from well-intended people that simply are unaware of their implicit bias. 
they're stereotyping, but they are not aware sometimes. They, but when they are spoken to the person that uh, it was intended as a compliment, they are rather demeaning for the receiver because it makes them feel uncomfortable or even insulted because they're putting, uh, putting the compliment in a way that it wasn't expected of them. An environmental microaggression, on the other hand, is when there is a lack of representation and diversity. Imagine when a woman tries to speak in a very important meaning, meeting, but um, she's silenced completely by the amount of men in the room. So we're thinking of a corporate environment, and there is one woman in a room full of men. This would be an environmental microaggression. A woman has, does not have a voice in um, a uh, completely uh, male environment. So let's see the difference between microaggressions or simply rude or insensitive comments, shall we? Uh, microaggressions, they are more than just insults uh, or insensitive comments or just stupid behavior. There's something very specific. It's the kind of remarks, questions or actions that are painful because they have to do with the person's belonging to a group that's discriminated against or subject to stereotypes. Uh, it's, it's so disconcerting uh, in a way. because It happens casually, frequently but casually, and often without any harm intended. It's something that uh, these, these stereotyped people uh, experience in everyday life. It's like when a lesbian is told, oh, you don't look like you're gay, you're so pretty. It hurts. The term microaggression was first coined by Harvard University professor Chester M. Pierce back in the 70s to describe the constant insults he witnessed against black people. Microaggressions are a little different from overly racist, sexist or homophobic acts or comments because they typically don't have any negative intent or hostility. As I said before, they are intended as a compliment most of the times. So the people who do it are ordinary folks who think of themselves as good, moral, decent individuals. And most of the times they aren't even conscious of their biases, therefore affecting a work or school environment, making it hostile, uh, hostile and less uh, validating um, for people who uh, deal with them. And the problem with this is that we are perpetuating stereotypes. It is um, something that we need to consider how this would impact your life if you were subject to a constant stream of insults and were always bracing for or recovering from an offense. Can you imagine being in that position? It's not just about being upset. Some researchers have found that microaggressions can even cause physical health problems. In this way, they are closely tied to implicit biases, which are the attitudes, stereotypes and assumptions that we're not even aware of that can creep into our minds and affect our actions. So it is very important for us, and I include myself, 
because I'm a white woman, uh, we need to understand how our minds can affect our actions. Uh, a person with implicit uh, bias against black people might have trouble connecting black with positive terms. And we need to pay attention to the words that we use. We need to pay attention to what we're saying. This is part of uh, not perpetuating those stereotypes. If you want to do different, you need to pay attention to what you're saying. This is extremely important. Um, a, for example, it's fair to guess that the person uh, might be someone who gets a little nervous and shows it uh, when she sees a black man uh, on the street. So if you feel like there is a difference, a different behavior or a different thought in your mind when you see a black man crossing your path, make sure you renew your mind. You think about that thought. Make sure um, you're not perpetuating the stereotype that black, black people are dangerous. So how can we avoid subjecting people to microaggressions? It's not very hard to put some thought into the biases you might hold. Become curious about the way your words and actions are perceived by others, how they can affect other people, and listen when people explain why certain remarks offend them, and make it a habit to stop and think before you speak, especially when you're addressing someone's identity. And here are five tips of what individuals can do to avoid microaggressions. So be constantly vigilant of your own biases and fears. Remember that attacks of any kind normally are based on our own fears. Try to seek out interaction with people who differ from you in terms of race, culture, ethnicity, and other qualities. Don't be defensive. If you have nothing to fear, there's no need to be defensive, right? If you have nothing to hide, why would you be defensive? Be open to discussing your attitudes and biases and how they might have hurt other people in the past and how you can change in the future. Be an ally by standing personally against all forms of uh, stereotypes and discrimination. It is important that uh, to remember that if we are not for, we are kind of against. And last but not least, get informed. Read articles, academic research, or even pay attention on, so on social media uh, of everything that is considered microaggressions. Uh, we can follow pages, peoples, people, and, and it's so important to um, understand the concept, uh, how microaggressions are received. So with social media nowadays, we can understand other perspectives. We can see the other side of the coin uh, by following people, for example, who share the microaggressions they go through on a daily basis. So once you hear about what they are and how they affect people, chances are you will be more aware of them and less likely to repeat them. So we can actually make change happen if we make it um, this change in ourselves first. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Uh, let's hope uh, we can all change our minds, our biases, be aware of them, uh, make 
the change happen that we wish to see in the world. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.